Alright, listen up. If you're not happy with the way your site's performing, give me a call. Or you can just check out uh, my free webinar, Why All E-Commerce Sites Fail. Uh, it's at nadimo.com slash free. N-A-D-I-M-O dot com slash free for the free webinar. Check it out now. Enjoy the show. You have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something. Your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Stay hungry. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Welcome to E-Commerce All-Stars, brought to you by Nadimo.com, where we help e-commerce entrepreneurs accelerate growth through modern technology and innovative thinking. Hey everyone, thanks for joining today's podcast with your host, Brandon Mosk, of course, and today I'm excited. We have Chris Schipferling on the line. He's a managing partner at Global Wireless Advisors, and today we're excited because we're going to talk a little bit about um, the e-commerce world in regards to... uh, selling your company and the types of things you need to look at from that perspective. Uh, so thanks for joining us today, Chris. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I think it'll be an interesting conversation. I mean, it's not one that I typically talk about um, or even talk about with my clients a lot uh, when you talk about selling. Because um, a lot of people, some come right into it off the, out of the gate with, this is my exit strategy, and then others, they have no interest in the thought process of selling but in some ways there's a lot of things you need to do to build your business just correctly as it is in order to sell it later or not Um, and so there's a lot of value I think that we're going to talk about from many perspectives right Um, I would love to since I just kind of got a little long-winded there I'd love for you to share a little bit more about yourself and uh, yeah how you got into your role there with uh, Global Wired Advisors and what you guys do, and then we'll just kind of just jump right into some interesting conversation with everybody. Yeah, that's great, man. Uh, no problem. And again, thanks for having me on today. I really appreciate it. So, yeah, Global Wired Advisors was uh, was um, born about uh, just about two years ago. Um, it was a spinoff um, from our sister firm, uh, Providium Advisors. So. About four four years ago, uh, Providium Group was started, and uh, the intention of, of Providium Group was to act like more of a traditional middle market investment bank. What I mean by that is, you know, uh, taking on more traditional investment banking type of products with, um, call it lower middle market or middle market type companies. And that's defined as companies that have revenue all the way down to, call it, you know, one to five million, all the way up, you know, touching 50, 60, 70, 80 million and a little bit higher than that. Um, different products, as I alluded to, would be, you know, leverage buyouts, management buyouts, um, Series A, um, you know, growth growth uh, capital raise, um, and also buy side um, mergers and acquisitions, um, mainly acquisitions, and then also sell side. And so what I mean by both of those, very quickly, um, Providium Group is, is an acting private equity fund as well and uh, looking for, uh, great uh, potential purchases um, in that same space within a certain set of criteria. Um, and then sell side um, is when you help somebody, a business owner like your audience and business owners like your audience um, uh, go to market and identify uh, the best uh, counterparty or buyer for their business. So Providium was focused more on that traditional side, manufacturers, you know, traditional brick and mortar businesses, 
just traditional business in general. And of course, you know, over the course of uh, of the past two decades, the paradigm shift of of, of pretty much all commerce uh, moving towards um, e-commerce has been tremendous. And so, because of that, there's been lots of business owners who are more digitally focused uh, that uh, want to sell their company. You know, just as of five years ago, you know, you never thought in a million years you could sell an Amazon-based business, and now the appetite for an Amazon-based business or omni-channel or digitally native, digitally focused business, um, the appetite is big all around too. And we can get into a little bit more of that later. So Global Wired Advisors was started. The um, It's four partners here. My three partners um, who started Providium, they uh, they all came from large institutional investment banking. So they worked for household names that you'd recognize, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Deutsche Bank, Citibank, the Hartford, all working in their investment banks and or doing strategic uh, M&A for Fortune 500 companies. Um, and they had larger senior roles at these at these different investment banks. And, and, and they all decided at any given time they wanted to, to jump ship and become entrepreneurs. And so all of us have also owned our own businesses and sold our own businesses, too. So that's something that also makes us makes us unique as well. We've sat at every <laughs> sat at every seat at the table. So. The, the reason why Providium and then Global was started, the one big, big, big purpose, I would say, is just because you're a small business owner or you are a business that is, you know, 1 million to 10 million plus or 20 million plus, it, it, it doesn't mean that you deserve a subpar process or a subpar treatment when it comes to selling your business. And unfortunately, that's the only place you have to turn right now. And so right. we started... Um, these two firms and specific, specifically Global Wired, which we'll be talking about today and about selling your e-commerce business, because we believe your audience just deserves better. And they deserve a better process coming from real career M&A experience, real investment banking experience um, to, to maximize the amount of value that can be captured out of your individual transaction. So... I tried to be as succinct as I could, Brandon. So I uh, appreciate appreciate you letting me get through all that. <laughs> no, um, there was I mean there was it was packed right with what you said there, it and is. unfortunately in some cases people may not have understood some of the terminology that you did use. Um, yes. I did for the most part. I won't lie. Some of it was you know potentially over my own head because I'm not in the in that space necessarily, right. but I guess from right. the perspective of what you talk about, one of the things that jumped out at me is that there's an appetite for these types of businesses out That's there right. for, um, and you know, people wanting to, to acquire these, like even just an Amazon, uh, channel seller. Um, right. and so, I mean, that's not necessarily the space we focus in with, with a lot of the people that listen to the show. They either have, they have an Amazon store or an omni-channel. Um, or in some cases they're strictly strictly digital um, and so what I have found interesting though with what you said is you know the one to five million even uh, that there's that you feel they should be treated the same and I'll be honest with you I know a lot of businesses that that maybe do you know one to five million dollars in revenue um, and their profits their profit margins or their profits are, are much greater than some that are doing five to ten. That's correct. Um, and, right. and so I find it kind of interesting from that perspective because I actually just did a webinar recently about profits versus revenue. 
That's right. Um, and I think a lot of there's a lot to be said about what you could consider mid-sized business. Um, and so yeah. that all said, I would love to hear your thoughts on a couple things. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, I want you to drive drive some of this. But um, one of the things I think is interesting is, you know, what do people need to do to prepare their business to sell? Yeah. And then from the other side of it is is like maybe they're not thinking of selling right away, but like I think there's a lot of value to be added if they're thinking from that perspective. Absolutely. Um, so I'd love if you could share a little bit of what you know what they need to do to prepare their business for that, um, and maybe touch on any of the common myths or, or that sort of thing as well. Would be yeah. I'd love to hear. Yep, absolutely, man. So this is abs- this is definitely a topic that we. We tackle a lot, you know, when we're talking to business owners, just like just like you and just like your audience. Um, so a couple of things, and I think you nailed nailed it on the head. You know, just because you're you're not selling your home doesn't mean you don't want to clean it up and make it look really nice and very livable, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same same type of analogy for your own business. You know, just because you may not want to sell your business right now, or you may never want to sell your business, you want to keep it because it's a great annuity or or whatever. It's always good to have it cleaned up ready to go because you just really one never really know and the activity and the processes that you put your business through to help it get uh prepped for sale is is just great it's great organization for your company it's great organiz- it's great organization for your business um and creates good structure within your business and starts to make you think about some things that you may have never thought about before which I can obviously you know get into so yeah. you know if you're t- if you're talking about what am I going to do to prep my business for sale? I think you got to start first with just kind of understanding, you know, what is, what is the value that your business brings to the marketplace, right? So, you know, you want to take a look at, at what else is out there, um, either that's like you or that might even be for sale. That's a lot like you too. Um, really trying to understand first, what is the value that I'm bringing to, to the marketplace and what is the value that I bring, um, period just for my business? I'd say that's number one. Number two, we talk about this a lot. Cash flow really does matter. And so cash flow is, you know, a, 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 not a simple formula by any means, but to break it down in the most simplest form, cash flow is your net profits adding back any owner or operated related related benefits, your salary, your health insurance, your car, you know, your car payment, whatever you run through the business that's owner, owner benefit, you're going to add that back and we're going to create a cash flow number. Now to get a heavier cash flow number, there are things that you look at, at like your gross margin. So, you know, sometimes it's an exercise of going, okay, I want to get my gross margin a bit healthier before, I, I, I sell because it's going to create more cash flow for my business. And in turn, it's going to probably get me more, more money, right? So if I'm working on a multiple of four or a multiple of three and a half, maybe more, then I'm able to, you know, improve my gross margin by two, three, four points. You know, you could be, you could be talking about a substantial number when you eventually close and sell your business. So I would say, you know, kind of taking a look at, at gross margin. Our cash flow playing center stage, taking a look at gross margin number one. You may want to take a look at some other things in your business that might be driving down costs. So, uh, or driving up your expenses, right? Excuse me. Um, and, and, and to get to that point, Brandon, that's just an exercise of really good bookkeeping. It's just really good 
um, accounting. And so if you, if you haven't done it yet, please do it. Just stop what you're doing. Anybody who's listening right now, stop what you're doing, pick up the phone, call a great bookkeeper. I've got plenty of resources. I'm sure you do too, Brandon, uh, Brandon, that, that they, that they could use to clean up their account because that's going to give you the best dashboard and picture. I mean, you know, your audience, how many times do you guys talk about data on this podcast? And, and the <laughs> all the time and the importance of data, right? Yeah. I mean, pilots, when they learn how to fly, they learn with VFR and IFR. It's visual and instrument. And if you want to be a really good pilot, you ha- you better you better know IFR really really well, because that's running that's running the that's running the plane through instruments. It's the same thing with your business. It's running your business through data to understand where to go next. So. You would never run a successful business without lots and lots of data points and lots and lots of instruments to help you understand those data points and what to do next. It's the same thing with finance and bookkeeping. So get, get P&Ls together, understand where your true profitability is, understand where your revenue concentration is, where your revenue diversity, what your revenue diversity looks like, what your profitability diversity looks like. Start to really hone in on what items or, or what products am I offering that's driving really good profitability and the ones that aren't? And maybe it's time to do a little bit of skew rationalization as well, right? So cash flow matters, but getting yourself organized to really understand your cash flow really does matter. I would say too, you know, it goes, goes back to identify what you believe the, about the value piece. Start really identifying what your unique selling proposition is. Um, you know, again, just kind of write down even a list of, what, what, what am I, what am I bringing that brings tons and tons of value? Um, you know, as far as the types of product that I'm selling, you know, if you're selling a commodity and you're doing it because it's based on price and you happen to get a good price, that business going to market, even with good cash flow, is probably not going to be nearly as attractive as someone who has built something that truly solves a problem. Um, or has built out a brand that is starting to get recognized or may even be recognized. Um, so I would say, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to kind of put all that in a bow, get yourself organized, it's wildly helpful because you're able to really start reading your business from, from a lens of data. Um, and I, I would, I would say also too, just understand, you know, understand what, uh, what type of value that you bring, uh, to the table when it comes to, to selling your business. Um, but the, but the cleaning up piece is, is wildly important. Yeah, it's kind of funny because a lot of the items that you mentioned um, are things that I've talked about on the show. Like when you talk about early understanding what brings the value, your your uh, value proposition, yeah. um, all of these types of things, all of that is important to know all the time. Um, and that's and that's not even talking about numbers. And the numbers is, I mean, cash flow is is extremely important like you said as well as the gross margin and the thing i always talk about is that you know the mark the, the the profit is so much more important to me than the revenues because you could right. you know like i said you could do let's just say you could do five million in revenues and you could barely break even um right and that could and there could be many reasons for that and that's right you need to know what those are so you can hone in on where you're you know maybe you're spending too much on on something or you know, there's so many different ways you can address it. And so everything you right. talked about makes perfect sense. That's right. And, you know, I would add to that too. It's, you know, once you start identifying some of the um, the general ledger items that might be driving your profitability up or down, um, 
you know, start to formulate a little bit of a, of an offense and defense for both. Right. Well, my advertising obviously was, you know, 30% of my sales for the first two years because I was driving as many customers as I could possibly drive because my LTV is insane. And so, you know, once I grab a customer, I grab them effectively for life. So of course I'm going out there and I'm spending an insane amount of marketing money in the first one, two, three years. I mean, you see where I'm going with this. It's, it's the ability to really play offense and defense with your numbers. But, you know, the last thing you want to do is, is, is sit there and say, well, I, I believe or I think, I mean, you know, getting organized is going to help you speak from a, from a, a level of confidence. So the other thing too, this is also a myth. You know, you asked about the myths. Um, it, it plays into both value and or prep and also myth. Um, have a product roadmap in mind. So, you know, a lot of folks will, will just kind of say, okay, well, I'm selling my business and I, I think this can grow. Okay. Why do you think that? Well, look, I've been growing like, you know, crazy and take a look at these numbers. And it's like, yeah, but a clear product roadmap is going to help both us as an intermediary uh, articulate the opportunity and the story of your business. And it's also going to make you wildly attractive when it comes to selling your company. But the myth there is that you actually have to execute on it. As long as you've got a really good, believable narrative and a good, believable story about where this where this company or where this, you know, where your e com site can go based on a product roadmap and it's believable, it's going to bring tremendous value uh, when it comes to getting a transaction done, especially if you're a growth company where you're seeing some major, major growth trajectory. Uh, a lot of times, you know, this is this is where our career experience kicks in. We can try and help you get paid on the growth, not just on trailing 12 months of cash flow, which is a typical business broker um, style. Which is exactly what I was going to mention. Like a lot of the Wall Street's view on things is what have you done historically, not what can you do growth-wise. Is that a, a myth or is that a, a It's actually point? inverted. It's actually inverted. In fact, when you're selling a company, you know, in – my background's a little bit different, um, which yeah. for the sake of, of me explaining this doesn't matter. It's moot. So I'll just kind of jump into my partners. But, you know, when, when they were doing um, large capital market deals in the billions um, and, and prepping companies, you know, obviously with very large teams, um, it's a giant tug of war. So the acquirer wants to look and make you look in the rear view, but the seller, if if they're represented correctly, will want you to take a look at what's going to happen in the windshield. And as long as what's happening in the windshield is extremely compelling, um, then you can actually get people to pay a little bit more attention there than on the trailing 12 months. Business brokers in this world, they want you to only focus on trailing 12 months because frankly speaking, they just don't, they don't, their, their unique selling proposition isn't, putting together incredible marketing materials and, and prepping, prepping you in the best way that you could possibly be prepped. They're minimalists, right? And they're listing agents effectively. We right. put together what we can. We look at trailing 12 months, put together a couple of P and L's, and then I'm going to put it on some websites and I'm going to send out an email blast and I'll put it on my own website. You know, our right. approach is wildly different because if there is something very unique there, um, and all of the characters in the play of selling your business are wildly attractive. We're going to go out and try and make sure that that story is articulated the best, the best it can be articulated. Excellent. One of the things 
too that uh, I think is important when you talk about a product roadmap is um, is exactly that. Like a lot of research and time in an e-commerce business that is successful and is successfully growing is spent in the in that product roadmap. What are we going right. to bring in next? What's you know what's the hot product out there? What's going to be the next big hot product in regards to what our space in the industry? Um, and really getting into the, you know diving into the research. And if you're you know a retailer and you're online and you're reselling various products, knowing what products are that are you know essentially the better ones. And when I say better ones, I'm I'm talking more about the 80/20 rule. Yeah. Uh, where you know okay this 80% of the market or uh, anyway what I'm talking about there is let's say they're taking you know this product is selling and it's you know it's this is the chunk of it. This one product is making the most money out there right now. Um, or this one will make the most money and, and our effort right. needs to be spent in that section or in that yep. area. And if you can identify that as a product roadmap, not only for selling, which, I mean, of course, is, is the mainstay of this conversation, but sure. um, the whole point there is you need to be doing that regardless. And yep. so having yeah. a product roadmap should be something that's sitting right there ready to go anyhow and then that's right when when the individual picks up the phone and gives you guys a call they've already got that and then yep. that just puts puts the whole process into that's into, right uh, you know moving well, along that much quicker right that's right that's exactly right and i was going to also add to it i mean you know we we also we help we help business owners identify what that product roadmap could look like you know we've worked for we've worked with you know hundreds of businesses and, you know, prepped lots and lots of companies for market, not only just within this business um, currently, but all, also in our past working with large fortune, fortune 500 companies. And, right. you know, it's, it's wildly important no matter where you sit, um, whether you're an extremely large multi, multi-billion dollar company or you're a 5 million or a $1 million company, you know, being able to articulate where this business is going is the is sometimes the difference between either selling or not selling or extrapolating lots of value out of the company or just kind of getting a, a a very mediocre number uh for your business. So yeah, it's it's and, and sometimes too it's a matter of okay, I've got to your point of what you're saying, I've got got this one widget it's producing, you know, lots of most of the revenue, over 80% of the revenue. Sometimes it's a matter of going, okay, I let's just look at a at a product line extension. What does that look like? Yeah. You know, if I've got a bike that I'm selling and it's just gangbusters. Well, let's start looking at other accessories that could follow with this bike because, you know, you've driven lots of loyal followers. And oh, by the way, you have their data. So what can I do to potentially market now this new, this new widget that fits perfectly as a product line extension? That's one tiny, tiny to your point about research and thinking through it and being intentional. You know, that's one small example that you and I just gave out of, you know, something that can be built out very robust with time and, and effort. Yeah, exactly. No, that makes perfect sense, and I appreciate your thoughts. Um, I mean, we could talk about this all day. And go <laughs> be good. Um, so, but I do want to, I do want to just kind of end it there because I think we've, you know, we've given people a good thought process and some yeah. very tangible items to start thinking about and. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, if they want to start focusing on selling their business and their product roadmap that's involved with that and, and whatever, what have you, I think the first yeah. thing they should do is, 
is consider contacting you know your firm or someone like yourself so that that they can get the process started in the right direction i mean the podcast yep. is a great place to go for that information but yep. you know when it becomes serious about it then they yep. have to take it one step further well and um, i can i can also add to that just you know very quickly on our website we do have a value estimation tool so you pl- plug in a lot of data and it's pulling in a lot of data in from real world um you know mul- uh, multiples and valuations that that we have have specifically done for specific type of categories of businesses whether they're dropship or all 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 you know d2c or omnichannel or whatever so we do have that tool it's very useful most of the time to be really blunt you know it's a very conservative tool um so mm-hmm. whenever your listeners go in there and start putting in numbers etc i mean nine times out of ten once we follow up and walk through more detail of the business. We tend to find more value for the company. Uh, we also have a consultation. It's all, this is all complimentary where, you know, we always talk, we always tell people, Hey, if you're thinking, you know, 18 to 24 months out, we'd love to still have a conversation with you. Um, we don't want to talk to you, you know, a week before going, going to market, <laughs> you know, yeah. we want to, we would have lots of conversations with you. I mean, there's plenty of folks that I've spoken to, uh, you know, two years ago or a year ago and uh, we're coming up on, kind of the time frame where it's more appropriate for them to go to market. And so I just want to let your listeners know that, you know, globalwiredadvisors.com. I'm sure you'll be putting up a landing page in the notes as well. Uh, but yeah, they can, they can find us um, through our website and, and we're happy to have a, co- a conversation with, with anybody. Yeah, no, I think it's interesting what you just said there about, you know, don't come to us. Well, yeah, don't come to us a week before <laughs> if you want to yeah. tell because, I mean, it's the same on the flip side of when they start their businesses in the e-commerce space and and people come to me. I like to get those conversations started earlier on as opposed to, okay, I'm ready. This is what we're doing. We need to have a site built and all these custom functionalities and custom tools and we need it in four weeks. You know, that's, you know, that's the first way to fail in building your business right from the get-go is to essentially be in a rush to make it happen right now. Uh, you have you have to plan and, and build it properly, and the same with what you're saying here. You have to plan out the, the sale process properly. Um, and so that's a, a very interesting how it all kind of everything seems to be very aligned in in the beginnings as, as well as the ends, if you want to call it that. That's um, right. So I appreciate your time. If there's any yeah. final words of wisdom you want to throw out there for anybody, we'd be happy to hear it. No, I think um I think the 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 final the final words of wisdom is um you know there's there's always lots to do to prep your company for sale um you know thinking about it early to your point I think you nailed it um is very important and also thinking about it from that lens where you may never sell the business but it's just always good to to get your house in order always so I'll just say to your listeners, if you're interested in understanding the value of your business, we won't bug you. I promise you can go ahead and fill in our valuation tool. You'll probably get only one follow-up, maybe two follow-up emails from me just to see if you'd want to hop, want to hop on the phone for a consultation or complimentary consultation where we can kind of understand a little bit more about your company and give you some very good business coaching. Right on. That sounds great. I appreciate your time today, Chris. It was an interesting conversation. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. You have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. 
You have to trust in something. Your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Stay hungry. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Welcome to E-Commerce All-Stars, brought to you by Nadimo.com, where we help e-commerce entrepreneurs accelerate growth through modern technology and innovative thinking. 